0: Hi, and welcome back to the Sad Boys Podcast. We're your hosts, Charles and Isken, and on here, we talk about our feelings and invite other people to do the same. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and subscribe on YouTube to stay updated whenever episodes are released.
1: We also encourage you to follow our Instagrams at c__wang168 and at mombet and have a chance to hop on the pod. Links are all in the description. Thanks for listening, and let's get on with the episode
0: all right so today we have a special guest uh tj he is an old friend of mine uh we played ton of tennis together um and i believe we also play some doubles too you know it's um that's right we have quite a history but um yeah welcome to the pod tj thank Uh, you welcome tj Um, good evening gents so (laughs) (laughs) but today tj you wanted to you you responded to our insta stories and said that one of your topics that you wanted to talk about was honor and integrity is that right
2: yeah that's right
0: right uh could you go into a bit of detail um what that means to you and so why why you want to talk about it
2: i want to talk about honor integrity um today because you know in we, we, you know, I, I see that, you know, obviously before the virus hit, I still was just like looking into politics in America. I'm a, I'm a political science major, by the way, if anyone uh-huh. didn't know. Um, and I'm just, I'm seeing a lot of these trends that like politicians, they're just from both sides, actually, that they're not keeping up their word. And, you know, the word, the, the oath that they stood by. You know, it's not really reflecting like the the real interest of America, and I see that as a problem. And you know, you can see a lot of men, sometimes even women too. Like the the lack, the, the like the lying, the, like the selfishness. I, I see it all like when I when I leave my campus, and you know, my my for those listeners who you know don't really know where I go, I go to a school called the Citadel. It's a military college in South Carolina. Um. I'm a quote-unquote D1 athlete there. But um I'm also hopefully a commissioning commissioning as a second lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps. Um you know we have a we are uh, three values in the Marine Corps are honor, courage and commitment. And uh, having honor, you know, it can be it can be something as little as doing the right thing, you know, or not stealing or, you know, not lying to your parents. You know just having those having little things like that like i feel like that's what's that's what's gonna like you know bring honor back to america because like you know i just see I just see these i see these kids just like you know parting their like brains out and you know i i I see that you know that's so that's okay in some sort but like they get to a point where you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to depend on their parents and like you know like the point is like once you're an adult like you know you kind of have to be on your own and i see I see that as a big trend and a big problem too you know it's just it's like it's like a it's like a really big value you know what i mean it's it's a lot it's a lot to go into detail about
0: okay do you well okay that's that's an interesting take um do you think we've arrived at this point um i guess in the sense that it used to be different or do you think that we've just, like, never been there? Like, well...
2: I just feel curious. like... I, I just feel like... You know, at some point, when this country was going well, you know, there were several points in this country where, like, we were all, like, united, and everyone, you know, kind of had to do the right... Kind of did the right thing. And, you know, I I feel like it's just... It's, it's just fading away slowly in the dust, and, you know, like it's just there's just not there's also just like not a lot of like strong leaders out there out today and it's it's actually just like it's kind of sad to see that you know our our generation's kind of you know kind of quote unquote gone like weak
1: okay um so I have a few things to say about what you're saying so um I definitely agree that there is um, a lack of transparency and um, honesty in people that are in a position of power. I feel like they're, um most of the political scene. I don't know if you disagree with me, but a lot of the political scene is about is get, as is striving towards more of political gain rather than helping the people. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's you're right. Um, yeah, I myself immigrated here in two thousand eight from like a very poor country a third world country in kyrgyzstan so i came here in 2008 um in the middle of it, the the housing crisis and like late 2008 it, we were just um bouncing back from that crisis and i saw um a rise in leadership during that time because there was a lot of unrest in the country obviously because of the economic crisis. But then I felt like um, someone like Barack Obama um, rose up and brought a lot of people together. And I feel like he's a a shining star in the leadership position. That's very true. Um, Yeah. And I I feel like as we went into 2016 and then afterwards, after Obama's um, power in the White House, there, a lot, there was a lot of um, non-transparency and a lot of um, just words being thrown out on Twitter um, without having any substance. And that was, like... I'm not trying to attack any, like, Republicans or Trump supporters, but I feel like there was definitely a huge change between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. Just from the... The, the vocabulary being thrown out. And that also reflects on the level of honesty and transparency.
2: You know, as Americans, we're kind of taught to not really trust the government, you know. And they're kind of right in a sense because you're, you're, ex- you're really right on point that they're only there for political gain. And I literally see that from the White House to, like, Congress, the House of Representatives— even our state's own politicians, like they're only there for political gain. And some of them have just been in there for in office for like over 10, 15, 20 years. And I worked, I actually worked for um, someone running for Congress. Um, his name was Peter Tedeschi. He was running against like a Democrat in, uh, um, I think Pembroke or something like that, somewhere around there. And this was like my senior year. And what I saw was that some people, they just they don't want to change and they just want to keep it the same so they re- they'd rather like keep their elected like officials in office than like have a new change and you know obviously change is better for the country
1: yeah that Charles uh, do you want to say anything
0: yeah so i guess yeah so you made you made a pretty broad statement in the beginning um i was just wondering is that generally shifted towards your view of politics or is there something uh broader more general about the american public that you think
2: M- more more, more more like general not not even politics okay. it's just like it's just big in a sense i'd say and i'm i'm at i'm out of oh, let me just say this about my college very very conservative very very trump and everyone from all races, you know, we we all get along and stuff, and we usually don't fight about politics. But like, you know, there's like, see, so you know, you, if you get if you get like one really conservative college, and then you get one really liberal college, such as the College of Charleston, like there's usually like a lot of tension, and like when we go out and uni- when we go out in uniform, sometimes like, they they like sometimes like maybe like say something bad to us that we don't want to hear or like they'll throw stuff at us and you know I can see that because it's all like it's all like politics and like just it's just ingrained in their minds that they have to they have to say something even though they don't need to you know and that's I can Mm -hmm. say the same for both Republicans and Democrats out there
0: okay I'm not I'm neither side
1: Uh huh. Uh, do you feel like I like I, I personally believe that, oh like most of the time, both Republicans and Democrats can agree on a lot of things. Um, do you feel like it's, it's, it's um it's a matter of taking. Do you think politics is becoming a matter of taking sides, or, um, it's either taking sides or taking um sides on like different reforms. Do you th- For me do I you think, think like I, America's being divided. Yeah. I
2: mean, the more I mean both sides have an agenda and both sides will try their hardest to push a certain agenda on the other side to convince them, oh, come on my side. Come on my side. And you know that goes back to what I said in the beginning, like, is that really honor? Like is that really in the mm-hmm. best interest of the people? Like if you think about it, like I don't know, I'm not gonna name any examples, but generally though, like politicians are trying to win the hearts of the people, but you know you only, you only you try to win the hearts by you know doing what they ask, right? Like mm-hmm. let's let's say all right, so you get a group you get a group of people they want better roads, and you get a group of people. They want more uh, reform for uh, environmental pollution, right? As a politician, you know, you, you ha- I mean, you, you have to ha- or you don't have to, like, choose a side. And, that, you know, that kind of leaves them, like, no choice. But, like, you know, maybe, like, they got to choose the, uh, the environmental because that's where the, the back base of their supporters are from. But at the same time, that would just piss off the people who want the roads better. So you know, I feel like politicians. Right. You know, politicians are also like in a seated position where sometimes they don't, they can't choose.
0: Right. I I, I also I agree with that. I I just to add on, I think. Um, I mean, we've been talking mostly Democrats and Republicans, right? I I just I'm al- I'm also like no political expert. Uh, just to be clear. But yeah, me <laughs> my, my take on just, like, the two-party system that we have right now is that fundamentally, it ends up limiting politicians. It ends up putting a constraint on them, I, I, I just feel like. Yeah, because, that's true. TJ, you mentioned that sometimes politicians, like, I mean, the like, are forced to, like, abide by some sort of, like, agenda, or like, they can't choose what side they, like, want to be on, right? Yeah. In a way, um, and I think like, I mean, Democrats, Republicans, they, like, have outlined agendas, they have stances that, like, politicians in the party should be taking on certain issues, right? Um, and if someone steps out of line, then the party cuts them, and no one wants to step out of line because they, the want, their part, job. <laughs> they,
1: they want their jobs. They want they want, their want jobs. to keep their job. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they want their jobs and they want like backing by the party, or else they just don't have a career. Yeah, they just don't have a career in the end. So, you know, it's just sad. Think- it's just sad that like
2: there's only well there's only one politician out there who I saw, I studied, and uh, her name was Tulsi Gabbard, and you know she the Democrat Party, they're kind of scared of her, you know, in a way. And okay. she's all she's a she's a Democrat representative from a um, Hawaii, uh, major in the U uh, S National Gu- Army Guard, something like that. Mm. Army shit. Um, <laughs> oops, sorry. No swearing, right? No, 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 you're good. You're good. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry,
0: for Dude, okay. Swear however the fuck you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, great. Um, but, but anyways, what I was saying was, Tulsi Gabbard, she didn't have like a political agenda. She has her like own agenda and, you know, but also what makes her different is because, but it's because like, you know, she can go, I can see she can go both sides. Whereas, you know, in, in the 2016 elections, you know, Trump, he wasn't really backed by the Republicans. In fact, he was like hated by the Republicans and yet he still rose to power, but you know, you get Tulsi Gabbard, you know, she's, She's young. She she actually knows the heart of the people. She served in the U.S. Army. Uh, she knows the value of American life and all that. And, you know, she she was the only one that had, like, the potential to, like, go against, like, Biden and Trump. But, you know, she's not receiving a lot of support at all. Especially for, like, the Wait, Democrat so Party. She,
0: she, she was running in the primary? Yeah. She
2: wasn't mentioned a lot, but, like, she was there.
1: I mean... What was her? like lifespan as a politician? I think that's another flaw in our system that you have to have some sort of. I mean, I think it's a valid flaw because you do kind of need some pedigree to run the country as president. But I think it's there's a there's a there's a deeper flaw in it that you have like people that have potential are just stuck in that political machine for about, like, 15 to 20 years before they become relevant, which is a waste of potential.
0: Bro, like, the fact that, like, Barack like Obama was yeah, one of, like, the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, it just excludes younger candidates, right? Who might yeah, have... Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's sad, fresh actually. ...fresh ideas, better ideas than the ones that were, like, in, like who stayed in the system and had that, like... You don't want to change. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's just weird yeah. in a way. Yeah, I there. Another thing that I wanted to say is that, um, you were saying that um, the politician you studied like has their own agenda of some sort, right?
2: I was saying that like some politicians have as a have an agenda of their own, but it won't be supported yeah. by like a certain party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, for me, I am. for that, as long as the people that elected that official are... I mean, as long as the people... As long as they were um, elected into power...
0: As long as they represent their constituents. Yeah, as
1: long as they represent who elected them into power, I feel like it's fine, and it's... I think it's very needed in our... in the political scheme overall, because... Yeah, because it's just a lot of it's just basically a one versus one in in the whole polit- political system, and it's there is no third party, aka the people being being represented.
2: Yeah, I think there's just got to be some sort of like political reform where everyone can be equally heard, because clearly that hasn't really been happening in these recent decades. Yeah, I, you know.
1: Yeah. And then this, that, it goes back to what you were saying about honor. And there's there there's is literally,
2: like, the honor system that I have at the school, you know, it's a cadet will not lie, cheat, nor steal, nor tolerate those who do. It was so hard not to lie or even, like, cheat in school. Like, I literally used to be the biggest cheater in high school. It's, like... I'm talking about like school grades grades and all that. Like mm. you know, everyone everyone cheated in high school, like that's not a lie. But like, you know, I feel I feel like those habits that like we inhibited and have been doing for a long, long time, like that just takes that that will that will literally take like a toll like in your future life. And like that could, you know, lead to like you know, a lot of bunch of fuck ups.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because um especially with everything that moves online right um in the past yeah this past semester it just was it just opened an avenue for a lot of academic dishonesty
2: oh my god um, everyone was like I I saw I this so this we had this kid I'm not gonna say his name he's my teammate yeah he uh he had like a 2 one first first semester and you know all freshmen including me at Citadel were all treated like absolute shit like, Why? You know, what, technically in our school, you know, so basically my school's like, pirate. my school's like, you're a pledge, but for like seven to eight months and, <laughs> and then you're basically, you know, you're trying to rush that frat and basically my <laughs> quote unquote frat was November company, fourth battalion. And, um, I had a, <laughs> there was this one night where a little side story, sorry, um, I, like, I had to do yeah. like around like 300 or something pushups and like, cause I made it on like a meme page at the school and then it was basically that was why I, my GPA was like really fucking bad. Cause I got so screwed and it was towards the end near finals too. And I was, you know, I was so desperate to freaking cheat my way to getting a grades and I could, I could have done that, but you know, I, I chose, I chose it. I chose to be disappointed by my parents, by my mom, by not having a GPA first semester. And, you know, I think I made the right choice because if I had cheated, I probably would have gotten caught. And, you know, I, you can't beat the honor system. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's also about having, like, a good conscience, too. I think what hurts me the most, like, yeah, when someone says like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna cheat, it's just like how are you gonna live with that?
2: Yeah, I don't right. I don't like if you if you can live with cheating and like just lying and even stealing and being just selfish and not helping others that you know need more help then like like just just why, you know? <laughs> yeah. you all right, so yeah, going back to this my teammate, this dude had a two one and then finally when online classes ended this dude ended up with a 3'6". And my coach was, like, all over him and all that. And I kind of – I ended up with, like, a 2'8". But I, it was a little better this this semester. But mm-hmm. it's a work in progress. I'm not that good in school. But we, we all just, like – me and my teammates were talking to each other. And are like, so he went to this school and learned nothing about honor and integrity. Like, he's really going to, like, cheat his way into school. Like, that's just, that's just gonna, like, lead him, like, to bad places, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, definitely agree with that, that you shouldn't cheat or take advantage of a flawed system, like, online learning, but I feel like, um, the people that do cheat, uh, put a burden upon themselves to live with, and I feel like that is very, um, It's like society put that burden on them because we we value honesty. Yeah. And I don't yeah, I don't think that as much as I hate cheaters, I don't think that we should completely shit on them. Right. Because they're I think we have some cheaters. Yeah, some cheaters are good people. But, you know, it's just just, it's just it's just a habit that like I feel like people from
2: like the 90s and 2000 generation have basically just been doing for a while. At least.
0: Has that... I'm just curious. Has that not been the case in your perspective before? Like... I mean, yeah, yeah, I was (laughs) a... I was (laughs) like a...
2: Dude, I was... Dude, literally... I'd literally just sit in my French class and get my phone out and be like, Alright, Google Translate. (laughs) But, like... I feel like, you know, at my school, it kind of taught me, you know, That's not... That's not the right thing to do. It's, It's just wrong. You know? And I realized, like... Shit, like... It's, like, basically, like, half of, more than half of America.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess to kind of extrapolate upon that, do you think, so we've been talking a lot about, right, honor, like, cheating, how those things are kind of applicable to all of us. Do you think that there exists... This might be a completely stupid question. I don't know. But do you think there exists some sort of code that is universal? Universally applicable?
2: To, like, the whole world? Yeah, Yeah, to everyone.
0: Yeah, if so, like, what what do you see?
2: An applicable code to, like, the whole world. That's a really hard one. I mean... I mean, it basically, it's just like, you know, res- respect your- respect yourself, respect others, and I guess you'll be fine, and, you know, if someone's got a problem, don't, don't just, and, like, they blame it on other people, then, you know, just don't bring it, don't blame anyone. I mean, yeah. that's, like, respect is, like, I think, I feel like res- having respect for anything at least is like a universal code co- in all cultures.
1: Yeah, I I I agree with I agree with what you're saying TJ more than doing the right thing because doing the right thing has its own biases and perspectives. So, yeah, and different cultures don't different cultures disagree on what the right thing is, and I think respect Respect is, is like def- the backbone, you know. It's most definitely universal, yeah.
0: Yeah, because doing the right thing is what led to shit like imperialism Politics. and fucking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold so, on, like
2: right, quote unquote right thing, aka yeah. Okay, my name my name is uh, Officer Um. What was... All right, so Definitely. what? What? Yes. So what? Let me let me let me let me let me, let me give you a little background. I've been I've been out I've been out of the outside world for a long time, basically stuck in Boo, North Carolina, literally just <laughs> just chilling in the mountains, working in the restaurant, really not paying attention to my phone, really not reading the news. I've just been binging South South Park for the past three months since I got out of school, and then the day I leave, I pull up my phone and CNN. Um, fatally fatally killed um African American knee on the ground by white police officer. They and I was
1: flight. yeah,
2: and then I saw the and then I then I, I kept looking and I saw Ahmad and then I saw these other names and I was like, Oh shit. Well something's not right. And I see looters and riders and protest and you know, I, I kinda as I was driving I was I was I was thinking what whether like, you know, the rioting was good or not, and that, you know, is that, is that an honorable thing to do, or is that not honorable, and I, you know, I've seen in history that, you know, when, when, like, minorities have, have always, like, rioted, like, they were always put down, and same, same, same as, like, the white mobs, like, when they when, in 1866 in Mississippi, I think, when a bunch of black, like, U.S. soldier veterans... Like, they were protesting for more rights and stuff. I'm not really sure exactly, specifically. Don't get me wrong, but... They were actually... They were put down by, like, armed mobs. Like, white white mobs. And... This is just a big... Like, tr- just just citizens? Yeah, just, like, white citizens okay. in general. And they were just, you know, kind of put them down. Like, like, they don't mean... Like, they didn't mean anything. And I feel like... In this time we obviously live in 2020 and my father owns like a business and I, yeah. I just think like if that, if my dad's, I th- I think, I think about the workers, you know, like I feel bad and, you know, I feel like, but also rioting has also led to change. Like this, you know, the civil, the civil rights movement was, you know, there's a lot of like protesting and rioting as well, but that led to like a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a question that like can't be really answered yet. Whether the rioting was justifiable or non-justifiable, would you? What would you guys say about that?
0: Okay, wait. So just to clarify, wait. So you you think that rioting is honorable, or are you not not sure? I know. I'm saying I'm, what I'm what I'm, sa- what, I'm sa- what I'm saying is the riot.
2: I don't know whether the rioting would be a justifiable cause for you know change. In this in this in this country or uh-huh. or or is just is rioting just like ruining american businesses you know there's just there could be there's always two or three
1: outcomes um so I think that the rioting and looting is was eventually going to happen, and it is somewhat justifiable because um America's had a lot of injustice, especially upon police brutality of people of color and people and the minority, especially uh, way too much, way too much to, um, um, to black people than other minorities, such as like Asians and Latinos. And it's just happened way too frequently. There have been peaceful protests. And I think, the death of George Floyd and the clear evidence of what happened. Like, people can clearly tell what happened. The guy was not, he could not breathe. He was, he was asking the officer. Oh, it's disgusting. Um, to, I saw
2: the video. Yeah.
1: It was, it was, he was it was asking the officer. terrible. For, to breathe because, and there was no justifiable reason for the officer to use that much force. And, I think George Floyd's death was the straw that broke the camel's back because there were peaceful protests before nothing happened no no nothing and at least as far as i know i have very little knowledge about the political scene but there's very little gun reform very little um police brutality reform and it's like pinning an animal against the corner. It's just going to bite back. And if, if the government doesn't listen to peaceful protests, what else are the people of color supposed to do? It's just eventually what's going to happen. Riot, like MLK said, like riot is the voice of the unheard because no one else is, if they can't listen to listen to um, peaceful protests, like what else do the people of color have in their arsenal?
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, fundamentally, I agree with what you said, Yaskan. Um, when shit like this happens on a loop, like, people are frustrated. I mean, I'm frustrated seeing that this happened again, given how literally a harrowing account, like, similar account with Eric Gardner just occurred, what, like, two years ago um,
1: like
0: i don't know it was, it was not recent but like also not in the past right yeah it, it was is like it happened and the fact that it just occurred again like the amount of frustration um in this nation it was bound to spill um however i yeah i just I mean, we talked about this before, um, Yeah. <laughs> but like while I agree with and I agree and fully support the ideology behind the riots and why the riots took place in the first place, I think the longer these riots drag out, the more destruction they invoke upon the respective communities. That's true. the more like A it's gonna become like pretty unpopular or just unsavory to the public eye but also B it's just gonna like devalue destruction to the communities that rely on these businesses um that are just being torched to like survive so I think the longer it drags out it's just not going to be good in the long run. But also, I'd just like to point out, like, Isken, you mentioned that we are, like, yeah, African Americans in this nation have experienced disproportionately far more um, acts of oppression and just um, experienced a lot more suffering than probably any other minority. Um, So just... I advise viewers, um, listeners to take our opinions with a grain of salt because I think inherently um I'm gonna say this for myself. I, I don't know if you two will agree, but inherently I don't think we can fully understand um the experiences of like African Americans in this country. Yeah, so I, I agree with um you. I think just like while i i think it's good that we're talking about this um yeah again take everything with a grain of salt because our experiences i I don't want to like play oppression olympics here um yeah (laughs) but i think when we're talking about issues that don't apply to our own you know like ethnicity our our identity like community yeah. yeah our identity um it's best to like take a careful path
1: um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that, that's my take it, on Charles. it. I just um I I, I I personally don't have any alternative in mind, right? Because I also do agree, like what else can people of color do, minorities in this country do when the majority like the majority like that control all the power aren't going to listen aren't going to enact reform right i think this is a con- like an consistent evolving issue that we as a nation have to address um because like nothing is happening right now
1: it's happening way too frequently with no action
0: yeah it's so honestly not uh, unbelievable not honorable
2: you know i'm 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 just driving i'm just thinking like wow, like, I really missed a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and my dad, like, bought me this, like, knife, and he was like, here, use it for t- protection. And I was like, for why? He was like, you seen all these, like, riots and lootings? And I was like, yeah, dad. And I was like, I don't want the knife. he was like, just take it. You know, like, people are, like, I think business owners are, like, I understand from the perspective of business owners, like, they're wicked scared.
1: Yeah. hmm
2: you know, but at the same but at the same time though like if you want to get something done you got to get your hands dirty and as much as much as like I kind of don't really agree with the, the looting and, and like violence and vandalism um, It was just I just have to say that like if you need to get something done You gotta get your hands dirty sometimes
0: and that's the way it's got to be done. How do you think? Did you enjoy the Citadel? Like, how how has the experience been? So, you know,
2: being at the Citadel, honor, duty, respect, those values are what represent the core cadets at the Citadel. Um, Freshman year, oh, man, I'm telling you, like, my freshman year was just awful. Like, so, let let me give you... And we give our audience like basically like what I had to go through. I'll give you like a one week schedule from like uh, from like October. Monday. Marine actually tennis lift at like 545. And then you get cl- and then you get classes started from 8 to like 12-ish. And then you have like maybe like two hours of free time. And then I have tennis from 3 to 6. And then after that I'd have, quote-unquote, mandatory study hall from, like, 7.30 to, like, uh, 10.30. That was the only time we could get our homework done. And starting at 10.30, that window of 30 minutes, the cadre or the upper class would just come in our room and just, just start telling us how shitty or ugly we looked or how our uniforms looked like dickweed or something like that. It's just to, it's just to like break us down and like build us back up, and yeah, shit sucks. And then you get Tuesday. Uh, it's a little bit, it was a little bit easier. And you know, oh, also don't forget, I had a take out. We had, we had a schedule for kids, for freshmen to take out the laundry, like every every day, you know. And one, if you miss the laundry one day, you got to take it out for a whole week, and that's about like over a half mile with, like, a big, car, big, like, laundry cart. You just have to, like, push it all the way to, like, the laundromat. And then Wednesday would be Marine PT. Or actually, you know, my T? PT is physical training. And then, I'll, all right, so, oh, my bad. I forgot. I usually don't practice on Mondays, but sometimes I do. So I sometimes on Mondays, so right after that morning that we would have, like, tennis lift – I'd have to go and do more, like, like, workouts with the Marines on Mondays and Thursdays.
0: Okay, so you simultaneously play tennis and also, like, train with the Corps? Yeah.
2: Mon- so, like, Monday- Mondays and Thursdays, marine-, marine training. Wednesday mornings were Marine PT. Also, Mondays and, like, Wednesdays and Thursdays was tennis lift. So, it took a toll on my body. Also, the amount of sleep I was mm-hmm. getting was like two to three hours a night. Damn. Whole semester. Uh, <laughs>
0: How do you think that's impacted your. It's, it's, t- it's, it's taught
2: me, like, it's taught me a lot of things about life that, like, you know, nothing's, nothing's ever given, nothing's free. You gotta work to earn everything you do. And if you don't. You face the consequences. Well, mm-hmm. at the Citadel, our consequences were doing push-ups until you can't feel your arms or making you, like, go walk, literally just walk out make, be, and walk to the gate. And then they'd literally, literally the people at the gate would just take a picture of you and just laugh at it and then send it back and then, like, send a picture back to the people at the battalion and then you'd have to walk. You have to knobby walk all the way back. And knobby walking is one hundred twenty paces per minute. So you can uh-huh. you can imagine. I've 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 learned how to incredibly walk fast at an incredibly fast <laughs> pace.
0: Are these are these all guys at the Citadel?
2: Um, it's a it's it's a mostly guy school, but there's some girls that go there.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, I just I I mean, I think in the beginning you noted that. Um, you saw a problem with honor and integrity among mostly guys. So I was just wondering your take on. Um,
2: I'm just speaking in general like, for like you know both yeah. men and women. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's that's really interesting because that seems like it's it's just like a non kind of traditional um, college experience that you've had. Um,
2: it isn't for everyone, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: like a lot of yeah. a lot of kids, a lot of kids left for a semester, and even during Hell Week, wow. Hell Week we got up around four thirty every morning, and we got freaking slayed in the mornings. And then they make us go to these classes and teach us about you know about the school, tips and tricks on how to do things and stuff, and then slay us even more in the evening. <laughs>
0: Do you think you've changed going, coming in?
2: Honestly, coming into the Citadel, I feel like I was a really selfish person, and I had a lot of pride in myself, and I was, like, so boasting about it. You know? I
0: remember, in, in tennis, I mean, that's the same, so... Literally, literally that was me <laughs> on the
2: court, too, like...
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'd have that much pride, and then I suddenly just lost that. And then there's just some point... There's at, at some point during first semester... For a whole month, I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I didn't laugh. I even went out, like you know, with my friends, and I tried to get some sort of feeling of touch, but I, I, I just, I just got it. That's what the citadel does oh. too. It sucks. And also, <laughs> in God. addition to that, tennis training. Yeah. I'm coached by T- Coach Chuck Creasy. Um, a coach. Okay. Coach described him as a, an old fart, basically. He's 72. He likes to yell at kids. He likes to make fun of them. But he's a really good guy. He has good philosophy. Um, he, yeah. So as you can imagine, you know, this year, this freshman year for me, was just a lot of ups and downs. And there were days where I just yeah. wanted to, like, sit in my room and kind of cry myself to sleep, but I didn't even have the feeling to, to do that. I was like, okay, I'm going to shine my shoes. And know, you know, normally you don't really think as shining shoes, you know, like everyone thinks that's weird, but out of school, it's like a normal thing to do.
1: It sucks. Is it like therapy? Yeah, it's
2: shining your shoes or shining brass. That's therapy, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, you, you, are, you like, you just, you know, be, you become more patriotic too. Like, you, you, you. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't very, like, very patriotic. I didn't really care about American stuff until, like, probably, like, October, November. And I kind of was like, wow, I need to get more involved.
0: Mm, yeah. I think that's a very common issue with, I don't know, I guess the Asian community. Um, I mean, I guess in particular immigrants, um definitely, I've had this discussion multiple times, but, like, immigrants take, I feel like, for the most part, I don't want to generalize, but they take on that mentality of, well, like, we, we came to America, but we have nothing to owe to America, right? We have nothing to owe to our country, because it's our hard work that got us here, you know, if... Uh, family owned, it's a family-owned business or something like that, like it's our business right, we like worked our asses off to like get where we are Yeah. so like what do we owe to this country, right um yeah. and I think like for most of my life I've personally had that mentality um, like I haven't I haven't been super active at all in any sort of you know political or you know social issues um and i know we've just talked about um the riots and yeah. George Floyd's murder um,
2: protesting you know it's it's a very american thing to do and you know i'm proud that people are out there protesting and standing up for what they think is wrong and trying to make something mm-hmm. like make it make something right
1: yeah i I kind of disagree with you, Charles. I don't think it's an Asian, it's it's an Asian American or an or an immigrant thing. Or I think it's kind of an immigrant mentality of um, not giving to the not giving to America or like being disconnected. I think it's more of the American economic system. It's more of, the, it's the individual, it's more, I f- when I immigrated here, there was more of a culture of the individual.
2: Individualism.
1: It, it's, yes, it's, it's more about what, it's more about, ga- it's more about you gaining economic value or some sort of power for your own family, your own kids, and your own generation. In your own separate world, instead of giving back, um, rather where I come from, it's there. Where I come from, there is almost no economic competition because people are just fine with how they are. But when people come to America, it's they come here, or in my perspective, they come here because you can make. Value for yourself, and gain something for yourself rather than giving something to America.
2: You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to speak on. Oh, sorry. You want to go, Charles?
0: No, no, TJ, please go.
2: So you know, my my take as American, like as a very patriotic Asian American as I am. The, the, the mentality that you, y'all spoke about, like, um, the, uh, the Asian immigrant comes to America, makes a life for himself, and he's proud, and he has nothing, doesn't really have to give back to his country. You know, for me, like, America gave my dad, like, a lot of opportunity, and he was very successful from that. Semi, and same as my mom, you know, and sometimes, like, I feel like, to, like, we don't, I mean, I, I, personally, I don't care whether, like, you want to, like, be grateful to America or not, I just feel like you just, you're, you're just, you gotta just know that you're lucky to be here, because, <laughs> like, it, there's endless possibilities of, like, like, things that you could do in America, and, you know, just do what makes you happy.
1: Yeah, the c- country, yeah. Yeah, I just one quick point, one quick point. I think the country is based on um finding some sort of happiness for you and that I think it's based on whatever makes you for this country, whatever makes you happy, do it and you have the freedom to do it.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not contesting the fact that, you know, um just to clarify, I, I, like, I don't feel lucky, um, to live in America. I think, yeah, everyone, um, I mean, you could, you could also argue that there are people here who, I mean, did not receive the life that they wanted, um, in this country, the country, like, it, whether through, like, systematic, um, barriers or something like that, like, pushed them down. So in that sense you could argue that like maybe there is like you like are they lucky or could they have like been better off in some place else that didn't have maybe like such like discrimination bias um like yeah again like systematic barriers set up against them i don't know but personally like yeah i feel really lucky really fortunate um to have been able to live here and thrive here. Um, but I think, I'm not arguing that. I I was more kind of noting, you know, the lack of participation yeah. that immigrants have in the nation's affairs. Um, and Iskan, you mentioned that there are like economic factors. The way the system is set up favors individualism over um, over like um, communal behavior. Yeah, you're not right? you're not
1: gonna make money off of something that involves the community,
0: right? I think uh, I mean like while I do agree with that, I would also like to point out that there's just a broader. Lack of representation for those communities in like space for those communities in like mainstream media in the government, right? You have a system where immigrants come in and they see themselves surrounded by, for lack of better term, white. <laughs> um, and I think while that is improving like, we see the situation improving, it's, and, like, as a result, you see more involvement from these communities, um, I would say, like, the root to these problems, like, while we could change, like, the economic system, um, to, I don't know, somehow promote, like, kind of communal investment, but, ultimately we need to have more a more diverse like representation in like mainstream media in the government in yeah just like entertainment industry for example i think
2: well i mean in in the past few years though like there's been a lot of there's been a lot of representation of like minorities in like hollywood and all that would you say
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I I definitely sure. agree with that. But that's only the beginning, right? You can't just say, and I think that applies to like and that's and that's, and that's a good there,
2: and that's right? a good that's a good start. Like you know, what was that? Yeah. Movie? What yeah, was that? I, what was that movie? It was like a bunch of rich Asians suicide? from
1: Singapore or whatever something uh, like that. Crazy yeah. rich yeah, Asians. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I never watched it, but like I kind of saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this country's going places because of that. Now, thank God.
0: Yeah. But I would just, like, take that with a caution because I think a lot, like, a big problem with, you know, a lot of movements that are trying to gain traction is that you have a big win, like Crazy Rich Asians, right? Which I agree is, was a great movie and really, like, broke barriers in the entertainment industry. But you just have, like, pushes like this and then people are like, okay, we did enough. Like, that's, like like yay we did it like clap like pat on our backs and then the movement just dies right
1: yeah it just fades it slows down yeah so it goes away. i think
0: that's i think it's dangerous to you know make these gains but then stop which is why i say that for like any movement like enough like enough is never enough if that makes sense
1: yeah right? well um yeah i guess I mean, do you
0: have something to
1: there, say about that? There is I think that is just system, system systematic bias in society. I don't think that's I what I'm trying to say is I don't think that's an issue that can be solved by law. Right? Because there is no law saying that Asian Americans can't like make movies, can't participate in Hollywood or anything like that. Like every, anyone is free to do whatever. There's, I think it's just social values, are, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's,
2: laws it's, can't it's, change like social values, you know. And to change social values, like you kind of, you kind of get like you kind of have to give a chance to other people to show what they're worth. See if they're worth yeah. their time, you know. And if they're not, that's okay. There's always someone out there that will, like, you know, give you their time and, like, hear you out. Yeah,
1: I, You know? I think it's more of... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's more of a conversation and people need to step out of their comfort zone and talk to someone that they don't necessarily say, share the same identity with. Dude, like... Alright, so...
2: This might sound a little weird. I don't know for y'all listeners out there. Don't take this as me as, as like, um... I'm like an oddball or something, but as, as it's kind of true, not really anymore, I used to think that South was racist as hell, and first time I went to North Carolina, I just, I literally looked at this farm, and I just started laughing, and then like, later did I know, I ended up going to a school in South Carolina, and you know, these people, like, like they're not racist at all, like, they like everyone. And for me, that changed my perspective about them, and I started to like be friends with them more and now, like you know my my roommate he's from Suffolk Virginia I would say he's a quote unquote redneck and he likes to be called he likes to be called a redneck, <clears throat> and you know it really changed my perspective about the south and you know I was just learning in school like you know it's all racist and all that, even my mom and people were just telling me up here that South is racist, South is racist. And when I was there, you know, I talked with everyone. You know, racism in the South, like, it's gone a lot better than it was before. And obviously, I know like do you guys remember that shooting in twenty fifteen in Charleston? Or was it twenty fifteen? I don't I don't remember which year was it, but like was, I, it, was I, it, like, that. the
0: all-right protests?
2: No, it was, like, some white some white dude, like, shooting up, like, a church, and, like, he killed a lot of people. And he was, like, a white... Oh, basi- he was basically a white yeah, supremacist. It, it, but, like, <laughs> my point is, though, like, people people change... People can get their views changed, and people can change perspectives if they just... If they could only just, you know... Basically, like, just... Just basically, it's easy as, like, walking through a street in the neighborhood you've never been to, or
1: you've always, like, just avoided... Just talk. Yeah, just talk with the other person. Yeah. Don't necessarily start a conversation. Just, that's a lot of I feel like a lot of the interactions between different races it starts it doesn't even start off with a conversation. It just starts off with appearance. Oh, you are this race, therefore I have some some um predisposed thoughts about who you are without even talking to them. And I feel like that is something that we all need to fix and get to know someone through a conversation rather than looks. Looks don't always justify who you are. Exactly, it's the classic. That's what phrasing I, That's what I've of, like learned throughout this year too. Yeah, it's the, it's the classic phrasing of the um the cover of the book doesn't necessarily reflect what's what's inside of the book or what it what it entails.
0: Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad um TJ that you found that the south wasn't as bad as you thought cuz I think a lot of people especially like people up here in New England kind of view the south as just like
2: backwards. Like
0: what what the fuck? Oh, going for on over sure. There? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even when I was like considering like cuz I was choosing between Berkeley and Georgia Tech, I think I mean, this is like hella problematic, but at the time I was like, "Oh, Georgia Tech is in the South." Like, South is kind of like this. The fact that it was there played a role in my decision. Um, alt- but like, like Berkeley is always greater than like number one <laughs> university. Let's lose fucking go. okay, okay, um, okay. No, 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 Um, but yeah, I I think it's, there's just like will always hold some sort of implicit bias towards groups of people. Um, I think it's just like, it's designed to be that way. And it's like in our nature because probably through the education, something like
1: that. Yeah. That's how we grew up.
0: Yeah. yeah, We're all taught that. But also, yeah, but also like, on a fundamental level that's how we understand the world around us right you don't you like I mean people who saw fire for the first time might not know what the fuck that is but like when they tried to like touch the fire they're like oh fuck it's hot so now every time we see fire we're like that's probably hot right so like that's that might be a really naive example but that just shows why we have biases right we have um blanking on the word but um like preconceived notions of others right yep um but yeah i like r- talking with people right open discourse is um like key to dissolving those um prejudices that's the word yeah wow. I' um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I th- I don't think that
1: per like me two years ago or three or even a year ago would like if I knew that TJ went to a school in the south or a, a school that was mostly as you said TJ um Republican or conservative I would not see myself talking to you like that is just how i was brought up that's what i that's the values that were just put on me just straight up from um not even that my my parents didn't even teach me that it was just the news and and um like, videos that are saying, like, conservatives are super bad, like, and then Trump got elected, and it's like, oh, if you're a Trump supporter, then you have these predisposed notions on you, and going to college definitely changed that, because um, I go to Rochester Institute of Tech, which is, like, 50-50 conservatives conservatives and then um, liberals, so I was exposed to conservatives that were just like friendly people i would not even um even know that they had those political ideations but i would just talk to them and then they were just a normal person like they can have a conversation we can have a normal conversation with no like i like before i thought conservatives were like dumb and stupid but now it's just they're just another human being you know just talk to them
0: Yeah, who just might have different values, but...
1: Exactly. Yeah. Would you say the mainstream media would cause
2: all this, this, like, division and all that? Because, you know, I stopped watching CNN, Fox News, ABC, Good Morning America, and all that, like, a really long time ago, because I kind of feel like the news media has, like, influenced, like, the opinion of the American people a lot, and sometimes good, sometimes bad, but, you know, it's, 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 that's actually just really, like,
0: bad. Yeah, Um, I, I think, I mean, my stance on that is, like, yeah, (laughs) um, bring up CNN and Fox, they're always at each other's throats, the, like, on an economic level, they represent, you know, two bases of viewers that, you know, they profit off of just by like the amount of views that they get, dude. It's disgusting. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I I, yeah. I also don't watch CNN or Fox. Um, I always like read the New York Times. I don't know if that's any better.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say i say
2: like, I'd say like New York New York Times. New. I read. I sometimes read Wall Street Journal and New York Times because you know those are the two only like good news sources that I think is like the least biased. I don't
1: think we should conform to a singular news source. I think that it is important to read. Like I myself am a viewer, frequent viewer of CNN just because like the, the, the host Cuomo and his brother who's the governor of New York, their ability to console people and like bring people together on the ideation of just being humans, is really um, attractive to me, that's why I watch them, because I feel like they opened up their third eyes and then just talk about um, people, people not, not as people, um, not as having two sides. But th- those are just the, the, the two people that I listen to. I definitely agree that CNN and Fox News have their own agendas, but I think it's important to- See the human side of everything. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's what we all need, right? A little bit of human side to things. A little
1: really bit of honor, that. a little bit of understanding. Understanding. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I
0: think that's a good note yeah, to end on, honestly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Be understanding and just talk to your, just talk to other human beings with respect, yeah. honesty, and integrity, right, TJ? <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> also especially important in times like these when yes it's easy to resort to violence um when yeah you think there's no other option left i think talking discourse is always an option right get your facts right mm. get those facts yes sir. Um, noted um and yeah because if the world stops talking... Dude, that's when shit ends. That's oh. when shit gets the bender in. That's I really, when that's, I actually I really have to do my that. job.
1: I really <laughs> thought there was more there.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of something, like, wise to say, but I don't know.
1: You yeah, know, we're, we're still adolescents. We're still growing our brains. <laughs> hey, like sometimes
2: something. I still feel like I'm 10, even though... Yeah. Freaking 19. <laughs>
0: Right. Um, so, but yeah, thank thank you so much, TJ, for hopping on the pod, talking with us. Uh, we really appreciate you. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's good thank stuff. It's really good opinions. to talk about like these issues. It opens people's eyes and stuff. And I feel like having a conversation like this and all that about politics, it makes people it makes people think. And you, you know, Dad always says. Think before you do something. Think about what well, before you before it comes out of your mouth. You know, and he's he's totally right about that and you know, I think you know, if you think and then you talk, you dis you engage in conversation and discourse, and you know, that's that's what America needs right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and yeah
0: not not just cars. politics like Anything? Oh, right? not not that AOC, um, AOC
2: Trump feud shit going on. Fuck that.
0: But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank well, you. um. Thank you, TJ, for coming on. Well, thank you, and you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean that's the second time I've thanked you. <laughs> 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 but, um. but um, yeah, I think uh. It's a really good opportunity to give your viewpoints. I don't think that Charles and I um, share your experiences, but I think it is valued to learn and to have a conversation with you.